Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Welcome back to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for listening. Today, I'm going to be talking with Carl at Pinewood Tarot, and we talk all about his journey with marathoning, his, it just feels like a fool's leap, and I feel like whenever you say yes to something, you say yes to your inner soul's calling, that fool that wants to just jump off the cliff. Like whenever you allow your soul to just fly like that, it's just a win. It's a total like six of wands feeling um, that like instant victory for just allowing yourself to answer your soul's call. Um, It like doesn't even matter what's the what's going to happen in the next chapter. It's just like saying yes to yourself. You always learn something. It's always a victory. Um, and that's kind of what this conversation reminded me of, just saying yes to yourself. And then as you go on through the next chapters, letting go of, you know, what didn't serve you, continuing on with what did, um, we kind of relate that in an interesting way to the Six of Cups. Um, Carl gives me some great insights on that, so check that out, or stay tuned. And we recorded this on the Aquarius new moon. And so I feel like there's just a lot of undercurrent of healing, of emotional um, emotional waves that are just like carrying us throughout this uh, conversation. I feel like it carried us into so many different synchronicities also. Um, And I feel like this was just a conversation of deep healing for me. Um, It just felt really good to talk with him. And he was so open and vulnerable. And you don't always come across somebody so honest um, who's able to be honest with you. Um, And I just am so grateful for that. I got so much out of this conversation and I absolutely loved it. Um, so everybody can check out Carl on Instagram at Pinewood Tarot, um, and he's an amazing tarot reader, and I love all of his posts and his insights, and I just love this conversation, um, and he had great views on, we talk about the Ace of Pentacles and kind of the whole pentacle suit, um, and of course, star vibes with the Aqu- uh, the Aquarius new moon, right? Um, I would like to be mindful and give a trigger warning for sexual assault that we talk about in this conversation. Um, if, if you feel like you can't listen to it right now, that's totally cool. Um, if you want to revisit it or just skip this episode and listen to the next one. Um, either is totally fine and take whatever works for you. Um, yeah, but if you feel like it would serve you, I I felt like it was very healing. Moving on with a few announcements. Um, Tarot for the Wild Soul course by Lindsay Mack 
is going to be out tomorrow, February 12th, and it's going to be open for enrollment. I took this course in 2018, this past fall, and it was amazing. If you're looking to just really build a um, incredible foundation of tarot knowledge, then this course is for you. It's about, um, I think it's $397, which can be split up into one, two, or three payments. I know there's payment plans available. Um, and if you enter my code at checkout, BLINDLOVE, then you will receive a gift from me. So I'm opening, I'm, or I'm open to gifting a tarot reading, a tarot letter, if you'd like a drawing or a little painting. Um, I'm pretty open. I mean, within reason, let me know. I can create something custom for you. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. If anybody's interested, then again, enter blind love, all one word at checkout at lindsaymack.com for the Tarot for the Wild Soul course. Um, it's going to be eight weeks, so that is a whole lot of material. You're getting a lot for your money. Um, and I can't say enough good things about it. Love the course, love the material, love Lindsay, love the community. Um, so supportive, really just like helping you get a better relationship with your tarot deck and spirit, like whatever you want to call it, universal love. Um, God, you know, it's, it's, that's why it's so life-changing, um, because when you can connect with spirit in that way, like, when you are in those, like, temperance vibes, that, like, alchemical co-creating with the universe, anything's possible, and it's really a guide of how to live like that, and that's really just meditation, right? Um, or one form of meditation. Uh, to me, that's what it feels like. It helps me to stay in the moment. How she teaches you, you can always come back to just asking, what am I invited to pay attention to in this moment? Um, and it's just a constant anchor uh, that feels really good. It pairs really well with yoga. I, it's, it's enriched my yoga practice. Um, I feel like I'll do some yoga every day, I'll pull some tarot cards every day, and they definitely go hand in hand um, as tools to my spiritual practice. So if you're interested in that, lindsaymack.com or check her out on Instagram at wildsoulhealing. And again, enter my code at checkout, blindlove, for a free gift from me. All right, so let's get back into the episode with Carl. Um, I think without any further ado, I'm just going to let let it roll. So love you guys. I hope you had a great week. This was the only episode I put out um, this past week because I was at a wedding, and I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be talking into this microphone. Um, so love ya. Okay. Bye. See you on the other side.
Okay, so we're on Blind Love Radio. And I have Carl here. So Carl, introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, my name's Carl. Um, full introduction or whatever what you want. <laughs> oh my God, I, I love it, I love it. Well, great. So my name is Carl. I am a tarot reader. I work in higher education and I'm based in Chicago. Um, I, first of all, thank you so much for letting me be on the show, uh, to share a little bit of whatever comes up today. Um, I love opportunities like this because I always seem to learn something when I'm, uh, okay, well, I want to say when I'm talking, (laughs) but when, when it's like a sacred practice to be in a conversation, right? To be asking questions, answering questions. Um, and so I love listening to these conversations. It's super, super meaningful. Um, so how did you get into tarot? Ooh, so, you know, when people talk about tarot finding you or like mm-hmm. being gifted a deck, it's kind of like that. Um, so my boyfriend, his name is Errol, like the owl from Harry Potter. Um, cool. Errol picked up a deck box at an urban outfitters. Okay. Like one of the, it's like, Ooh, a complete set. It has like a little cardboard thing that you could put together that showed you how to do some spreads, you know. Um, And he just kind of walked up to me one day and was like, hey, could you learn this? (laughs) Right? And I was like, oh, so here's the thing. When I was a middle schooler, I was so drawn, so drawn to Oracle decks, tarot decks, like, and it was just, it was completely inexplainable. Um, I grew up in a pretty... um, at the time, it was a pretty conservatively religious home. And so the, the angel oracle decks were, were pretty okay, right? So, like, technically, my first deck of cards was some kind of fancy-looking angel oracle deck. I'm sure it's still someplace. Um, it was so cool to work with that because it put together some symbols and some words that captured some of these, like, pretty intense, intuitive things that I felt when I was younger. Um but then just, you know, life and kind of the pursuit of other things took me away from it. And then it just kind of falling back into my world with my partner saying, hey, can you learn this? And my response was like, well, absolutely. But I kind of, I kind of already know what I'm doing. And then from there, it was just sort of like taking the leap into, you know, learning the cards and finding out how they showed up in my life and, and, and you know, on and on and on. And then it was last March that I found the Instagram community. So I guess I'm almost like up, coming up on, on a year of um, just connecting with different folks in that setting. I feel like once you find like a community surrounding it, I feel like especially for me, my experience has been it's just like completely exploded it. Um <laughs> And, like, just such a way where it's just, like, putting, like, a direct crystal on something and, like, it, like, magnifies all of the power. I don't know. I've, like, found so much just through talking with other people and just, like, that idea of, like, the Aquarius and Leo polarity, too. When you find other people, like, you're really able to, like, go into your own heart also like in this new way it's like you're bouncing things off other people that you're able to like see within yourself then like real like lover's energy but like for the collective yes i love that yeah so that's fun that's a fun idea (laughs) 
So that's cute. Um, now, I want to echo that because I have just now... So uh, my tarot journey has had some like ups and downs in the brief time that I really have been like on this. But I have only just within the last couple of months started actually meeting people like in my area. Right. And so, you know, shout out to any Chicago folks that are out here listening right now. I want to meet you because it is, it is so, it is so damn energizing to oh sit my God, in a conversation. It's, crazy. it's just like, and like, and I feel it all. I like, it's, it's in my body, it's in my mind. I'm a, I'm a Libra sun. I'm very like, intellection is super important to me. It's like how I process the world. It's how I cope with things. And so when I'm able to talk about some of those, like, you know, how does this card show up for you? Oh my God, I just eat it all up. It's so good. Well, it's interesting because you said you're a projector also, right? From the human design. I am, I am. But admittedly, I know much less about that at this point in the game. Okay. But so- I, am, I am a projector and I know a little bit about what that means. I've read as much as I can about it without really investing. And, and I'm a rabbit hole kind of person. Once I get on a, on a kick, I need to know everything. So... It's there. But yes, I'm a projector. So I feel like projectors, it's interesting. My husband's a projector and he's a Gemini. So I feel like it's something with like intellect and air signs also to be able to process systems and not only processing systems for yourself, but for the collective. I don't know if like that's for sure like something across the board but it seems like projectors are designed to interact with other people and help um it's like this idea of Libra too with like being in a relationship um when you're able to like help somebody and then the joy that you see from helping them like fills you up Mm -hmm. absolutely I the, the idea of systems mastery is something that really resonates with me when I think about the projector identity because I, for whatever reason, just have such a, a privileged predisposition of being able to understand how things fit. Um, so I have studied quite a bit of like systems theory, like chaos theory, all within the framework of like working in educational systems, which are like very people-y organizations, mm-hmm. right? They don't always work the way that we would expect an organization to function. But being able to kind of find myself in all of that so, so much helps me guide other people through it. And in my in my job, um, I work in higher education, like I mentioned. I do a lot of, um, oh, how would I describe it? It's like misconduct work. I work with like our Title IX processes sometimes. I work with bias incidents that happen on campus. It's very much tending to and guiding the culture of the place. So that idea of like having an eye towards the collective, but also being able to situate an individual in there. Whoa, right? It's it's so invigorating for me. I just love it. Wow. So do you feel like tarot has helped with your job? Mm -hmm. So I often find myself seeing card imagery once somebody starts talking mm-hmm. so like whoa like this person is in a real five pentacles kind of place right now <laughs> like yeah or, or something will kind of like you know it'll kind of just drop in it's when some people talk about intuitive channeling um i think it's something like that for me 
Yeah, um, do you I like know. feel people's energy, do you think? Yeah, I, I if you've ever heard anybody talk about like truth chills or like mm-hmm. the kind of chills you get when you're in a spot where you're like in a flow kind of a space, like that's how I know that it's happening. But it's super easy for me to read people. So when I bring someone in for, you know, if I'm having a discipline meeting um, with them about whether or not, you know, the college is college right for you right now, is a suspension perhaps a better option so that we can make sure that your behavior is in line. Um, you have to read the whole person in that moment. And I think thinking about just the beautiful like wonder of the human experience that helps me contextualize you know where is this person coming from what kind of energy might they be bringing into the space i'm thinking about that from an intellectual place but then once they're in the space it just it all kind of like falls into place for me um so just the other day one of my students was like dude you're so good and i was like okay thank you what does that mean and he he described this idea of like i'm able to open up people in a way that um, other people, maybe that this particular individual hadn't experienced before, I think of it as kind of like gently cracking open some of the barriers that people put in place to help themselves feel safe or to help make the world make sense. Um, And knowing what I know about tarot and knowing what I know just about how people work in that kind of way, it's such a beautiful compliment to all of my formal education. So, I, yeah, Tarot definitely helps me do a better job at my job um, because of the frame of reference it gives me. That's interesting to think about, like, group flow also. Like, it takes a very special, um, I think, special people to be involved in group flow. And then also, like, it's like being able to read energy of other people and instantly respond in a way that makes them feel comfortable and like without like allowing themselves to put those barriers down. And then I thought about it also like I feel like when I do tarot readings like that is a group flow. Like when you're yes. which I had never really thought of until now, which is a really cool idea. Like being able to like hold that space and you're both actively like, um I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, where you're both actively engaged and like fully present to each other. And, like, working in a way that, like, something new comes out of it. I don't know. Like, I had this experience where I went to a psychic. And it's the only psychic I've ever been to. And my sister was like, oh, let's go. It'll be fun. And she had gone. And she said it was fun. And I was, you know, I had been doing the tarot for the Wild Soul class. And I was like, I want, like, a little bit of perspective of what is considered, I guess, like, an established professional. Whereas I had only, like, really read for myself. Um, so it, like, really feels yeah. vulnerable when you're going and, like, trusting somebody to, like, um, hold this space. And it was just not a conversation. It was, like, it, it was very interesting. And I think a lot of, like, a lot of things she said had merit. But it was definitely, I could see her perspective was like tainting everything instead of it being like an open reflection and like reflecting back 
ideas, I guess. I don't know. One of the things that she said to me was like, you shouldn't pull tarot cards every day because you're too emotional. And I was like, oh, I pull tarot cards because I'm emotional. I'm like, I'm so sorry that my sacred practice But okay, so that I wanna I wanna chime in on that because I just today had this moment where I was like, you know, so I have a complicated relationship with the Instagram community. We talked about that as being an arrival. Community is so freaking important when it comes to this kind of thing. Because I think that the, the point that you made was just so beautiful about we, we find ourselves and other people sometimes. And yet I also feel an incredible amount of pressure, I think, in some ways to be sort of performative in different kinds of ways for that community. And I think that's a tenet perhaps of every community. But sometimes that sort of clouds, I think, the, the genuine sacredness of the practice, right? And for me... And I'll, I'll give the content warning here about, about sexual assault um, and assault in general or violence in general. Um, my journey with tarot changed really drastically last June because I was assaulted while conducting a reading. And so in, in a shared space, a sacred container, like I had a lot of barriers violated for me um, in a really violent way that was completely, you know, like... I, nothing could have let me know that that was coming. And and I think then about how I sat with that for so long with like some shame and I wanted to be honest about my healing journey because I think that there's benefit in like seeing someone in the moment. I think that's really important for healing any kind of trauma to know that you're not alone because isolation is such a natural protective mechanism, especially when your trauma brain has kicked in in all the beautiful ways that it does to protect us but then i was thinking i've been in like a pentacles kind of mind um i posted the other day that i'm running the chicago marathon this year whoa okay oh my god big 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 kind of body goal for me because it takes investment and it takes training and it takes you know just a lot of caretaking of like my physical body which i'm, I'm not very good at but also i'm not really motivated to do because it's difficult because i'm a trauma survivor right so I turned to the pentacles. I didn't turn to anything. Let's be honest. The ace of pentacles found me. And I just, I was thinking about how that card, I mean, it's like the sacred seed, right? And I was thinking about how it's not just about, you know, maybe new ventures or new things coming up or new opportunities, but it's like an invitation to just see sacredness and to see the divine in the world around us at, at pretty much any point, right? I also then realized that like a seed is kind of inherently dark on the inside, right? And then I was thinking about how that's kind of connected to moon energy and that kind of weird abyss place where you're like, you know what? I know I'm moving through something. It's scary. Now what? And honestly, some of that kind of stuff, I've posted about it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I think I want to and then decide not to. Like there's some barriers in there. There's some vulnerability in there. Um, Claire over the word, which just made a fabulous post about imposter syndrome that resonates here in a big way. But I think I'm coming to a place with my pentacles work and just in my own healing journey where I don't know if pulling a card a day is a thing for me right now, you know, and I, I'm not sure why that's tough, but I just wanted to put that out there that like, yes, it's such a beautiful practice, 
but also like if it's right for you it's wonderful right which is why some of these amazing tarot challenges are out here like they're so good they ain't right for me right now you know and that is like that is fine yes that is so fine and like not participating in it doesn't make you any less of a tarot reader or any less a part of the community too and not posting with any regularity okay everybody listen do not apologize for not posting yeah you're allowed you should be off social media right we should have a healthy relationship with it right i think that's i think there's you know any community has unspoken cultural norms. That's how culture persists, right? It kind of moves mm-hmm. around without us looking at it. And I think sometimes there is some, like, shameful feelings around not having a regular posting schedule or seeing your engagement change. I tried a business profile for, like, three minutes and said, hell no. <laughs> like, I don't want to know. I want to know who's looking at my page because it's mine, you know? Now... Obviously, the caveat is that if you're, you know, working Instagram as a small business platform, then, oh, my God, let me go like all of your things so that you get the engagements that you need so that, you know, so that we can, like, work with the algorithm as a community to help support the people who are using it that way. Most of the people that I follow and that I interact with regularly, um, I'm not sure that they're small business owners like that. And yet this is still something that I've seen so much of. So, yeah, we're allowed to not participate in you know whatever the algorithm even means you know yeah totally and that made me think about just like doing things just to do them just because you think you need to do them or doing things because they like fill you up Mm -hmm. so this interview is happening like i said i'm in my office um and on my desk i keep a um, empty vase that I fill with water and it's right by my phone so that I like have to look at it all day and I use that water to water the plants that I keep in my office and I think of that as like a ritual act of me like pouring of myself to all of these different things and then I go and I fill up the vase with just I mean it's just regular tap water right but the mindful symbolic and sacred connection that I have to that process is what helps me continue to hold space for myself as well as my students, right? And I'm thinking about doing that same kind of thing in my home space. Um, I keep an altar space, um, a space specifically for the ancestor work that I'm doing right now, but I don't really keep a space that's just for me alone, right? And I love that idea of being able to do that, but yes, so pretty. Wow, I love that idea. Okay, so I pulled cards about like what we should talk about or, you know, how the conversation should go. And I pulled the six of six of cups. And I was like, great, because I have been pulling that like all the time. And I'd love to get perspective on it. And for me, it's just been like, how am I filling myself up? And when and then I was like, and then it made me think about It made me think about my experience running a marathon, like with you running it and I knew you were going to run it and I wanted to talk to you about it. And yeah, and I thought about like, 
I got into it because my husband's father had passed and the day of his funeral I couldn't go to the funeral because I was working a wedding and getting into DC that day was the Marine Corps Marathon and I remember because I had to like navigate traffic um and it just kind of like stuck in my mind and it was something that I wanted to do to honor him and it was kind of like a way of filling up my cup also and it was amazing and I like put my name in the lottery and I had never really run that much (laughs) I mean I like ran a little bit I think I like just just done like a 10 mile run like I just worked up to it but before that I had never run more than like five miles um and so I just kind of like put my name in and I was like if it's meant to be then I'll do it and so I got in and I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I'm doing this. So I like got myself a little calendar and like wrote out my little training schedule. And like thinking back on it, I never really thought about my life card is the emperor. And I never really thought about that being like a sacred container for which I can like claim my worth. Because I feel like there's a certain amount of like self-worth also to even engage in something that you don't think you can do um which I didn't really think I could do it like I thought maybe I could do it um but I think like just knowing that I was worthy enough to do it um and I did end up doing it and it was amazing and then I wanted to do another one the next year and this like idea of moderation also came up for me this like all intertwines I promise (laughs) but I was in a yoga class and my teacher was like oh like moderation like life is great if you try and do moderation my instant reaction was like fuck moderation like I cannot like Like, that's just not my word. I'm, like, all in or nothing. And it made me think of the marathon thing. Like, I got so caught up in it. And I stopped having that, like, balance in my life also, though. Like, I was putting so much into running. And I noticed that I stopped doing it for the reasons that it was filling me up in the beginning. Like, it had changed since the beginning. I started doing it for other people then. It's like, it started out being, it started out being about somebody else. Like, his dad really sparked it in me. But it did fill me up at the same time. Um, But then once I started, it's like when you're working through a goal that big, you're working through yourself in your own shit also. And all of that shit like came up and whatever, you know, whatever you do, there you are type of thing. And I think when you go into these extremes, everything that you have like built up kind of comes to the surface. And then, um, it's just like all of my relationships got magnified into it and I started doing it for validation and you know the like compliments came rolling in like oh you look great and like I can't believe you did that and then it was like oh my god I want to do like a hundred mile race now like completely taking it to an extreme and I definitely have that like addictive personality with like the runner's high of it and um 
And there were so many, like, great things about it. But then eventually it got to a point I realized where, like, it I was empty. Like, and it wasn't that. So let me come back to when I pulled the Six of Cups. And I was thinking about my relationship with moderation. And I was like, what is my relationship with moderation? And I got the... Ace of Cups reversed right over the Six of Cups. So knowing when something is filling you up and when it's not. And like knowing that also that relationship with other people, because it's I think it's like those when you see in the traditional Smith Rider weight, um, that Six of Cups there, it's an engagement, right? With the other people around you and Um, I think when you're like opening your heart, you can make all these beautiful connections. But then if something like, and not saying like something ends up being wrong, but I don't know, like a whole bunch of other stuff comes up. I don't know. Did you get anything from that? (laughs) Yeah. First of all, wow. That was a lot of thoughts. Such a good, yes, so much thought, but like so much pure emotion, like the the reason of choosing to do something so extreme as a marathon, I think, is a beautiful kind of centering reminder that, like, we often are tasked with doing things that are bigger than just ourselves. Um, For me, I... So everything that you just said was partially also medicine for me. If you only knew the day that I had today and how much (laughs) of what you just said, like, spoke to that. So first of all, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you for listening. But, but also there's this idea in my mind around trying to keep things personal and there's something that feels important about that and yet then we also talk about how important it is to be in community with others and maybe in part there's some kind of a, you know, a barrier or a boundary conversation but I tell everybody that I'm running the marathon because I like haphazardly put it on a 30 before 30 list that I made a while ago. I mean, like years ago, but like, so I turned 30 on October 14th. I think the marathon is the 13th. Honestly, it has nothing to do with the number. It has nothing to do with the age, but it does have a lot to do with me proving to myself that I'm like capable of something. But in a lot of those, you know, the conversation, one of the threads that I noticed was you know, when we talk about self-worth, we, like, always need to contextualize it in capitalism, I think. Like, it is counter-cultural as hell to decide to affirm our own value without having somebody else appraise it for us. And I'm constantly coming back to that as a kind of, like, a foundational, like, root paradigm in my life because I've always struggled with that. Like, I was one of those people that was in, like, gifted education when he was a kid. I was used to understanding things really quickly, it doesn't help that I'm also like pretty emotionally intelligent and intuitive and like all these things created such a perfect storm of these moments in life where I have truly struggled um, become even harder because I don't have a lot of experience with that, right? Um, resiliency, sure. I, like some of the marginalized identities that I hold have kind of made me need to do that. But then at the same time, I have privileged identities that create ease for me in society for me to just kind of move around in ways that feel right for me. And those are two extremes to hold on to, right? I got to balance out, 
you know, am I, am I causing harm? And am I minimizing harm? Am I working against those kinds of things in life? And are the things that I'm doing, such as running a marathon, perpetuating any societal harm that's going on? Like, like there's this big picture perspective, there's the personal perspective, there's the sort of meso kind of mid-level community perspective. There's multiple things that, like you use the word balancing, that really stuck out to me because this month for me, in my marathon training, is um, the two pentacles is what I'm sitting with and what I'm kind of working with. And I was thinking about all of the ways in which we create, I think, false dichotomies in our world to help us understand things better because it makes it easier for our brains as like a human organ to like wrap its mind around, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. So like, you know, the traditional imagery is like, you know, the person balancing the two different pentacles. And I believe it was maybe Lindsay Mack that talked about the two of pentacles being us taking the ace and kind of doing something with it mm. as like a, as a skill or like, like mm-hmm. it's like, okay, here we have this new thing. Let's go try the trade, right? Let's go see how this feels out and about in a way that's not so maybe deeply personal to us, but also maybe involves a couple other people or some other people. And just earlier today, which the synchronicity of this conversation is so good, about how but we also dichotomize what is sacred versus what's mundane, you know? So, like, running is a sacred practice I've been thinking about versus, like, you know, a lot of people find sacredness and maybe practices like yoga or something like that. I mean, meditation can take a ton of different forms. But then, you know, thinking about the two of pentacles and kind of holding on to two things, um, I feel like we're so often tasked with needing to manage how it is that we are and how we want to be and how people expect us to be. That's cultural, right? Like that's a big kind of, we have to parse through all of the different ways that people tell us to be as, you know, whatever kind of identity you want to pick, being a woman or being a queer person or being a person of color. Like there's so many messages about how we should be how do we hold those with what it is that we want to be? Like, that's also, I feel, a very deep, like, as we're embodying things in our life and trying to figure out how those influences impact us, that's kind of two of pentacles, too. So, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, there's obviously no easy way to summarize all of this, but, like, these these moments where, you know, I'm running this marathon, I'm going to be running this marathon, I'm scared as hell. <laughs> like, like, and I, and I wanted to, I wanted to feel this emotional experience. I wanted to engage with my body this way. But, but, you know, it's different than I expected too. And I think when we think about big medicine, like the emperor, my, my card is the lovers. Um, I'm constantly thinking about what that means for how I'm finding unity within me, right? Put that up against the two of pentacles. Shoot, right? So, yeah, it's just, it's amazing because all of these things, they do feel pretty interconnected. I almost think about, like, two of pentacles being, like, you're in this room and then you, like, bounce two balls and then things just, like, kind of hit you. <laughs> you just kind of, like, see how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> like, life is just kind of, like, knocking around and, like, I don't know, it's, like, kind of chaos, but, like, it's, like, this... I don't know, magic that happens also, like, when you're juggling. Um, And then you see, like, you know, what worked and what didn't and if that, like, really hurt or if it wasn't that bad or, you know, I don't know. I've been getting the 
two of pentacles reversed a ton and I feel like that is such big medicine for like what like in relation to like expectations of other people which I feel like really goes with the two of swords too Mm, yeah like yeah what like why am I holding this like like is this just a mask that I think like I need to put on to like do this charade so people will like me and accept me and love me or is this like really feeding my soul and I think like because it's so hard though to really I mean a lot of those things are like so repressed and like in us that it's really hard to it's like thinking about that seed. It's like it's the darkness. It's like going within. And it's so hard to see it until you like go in a room and like throw that shit around in like daylight and see what is, I guess, reflected back to you. And then it's just like working with it and staying in the moment and just keep asking yourself. Because like one day it's right for you and then the next day it's not. And that's that like constant balance too. Yeah, that actually, so to go back to the Six of Cups, that's a card that for me, I I don't want to say that I've struggled with it, but what it has personally meant to me, like as it, if it comes up in a reading for me, it's always meant something a little bit different. So that idea of kind of seeing how things go, but also like there's a certain amount of surrender. Am I doing this for other people? Like what... It, that all feels a little let to me like this idea of recognizing that there are some things that have served that are ready to be sort of like released and and you know there's like there's a, there's movement in this kind of a like I'm seeing myself running right like and maybe running away from something maybe running to something the six of cups for me is that kind of an experience but emotionally. Right, like mm. sometimes when I pull the six of cups, it is a feeling as if something has passed or that something needs to pass that has hugely influenced my life. But it's time for me to acknowledge it as like, okay, this happened, this is okay, but you've moved past whatever it is that that was. Right, like the four, five, six kind of the sequence is something that comes to mm. mind for me there, and there's this. Um, I think it's a Portuguese word, and I'm not even going to guess because I don't know well enough to, to put it out there. But the 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 way the word sort of feels to me is like there's a longing for what has been, mm-hmm. but isn't there anymore. Oh my god, not. you're like describing my life about marathons. <laughs> like I loved it, but like I know that it empties my cup. Yep. Exactly. So that, you know, the, to some extent, I think maybe the, the medicine for me that I'm feeling right now is that some of these social pressures that I perceive, like, like in the same way that my emotions, like they may not bear truth, but they're still things that I experience, you know, all kinds of social pressures are that way too. Like we're always beholden to somebody else in some kind of way, but we're still the ones in charge. Right. Um, but yes, I love that, and I'm glad that that resonates. Yes. When, when people talk about the Six of Cups, also, it is a very different experience for people, depending on you know who you are, the identities you hold, where you come from, all that kind of stuff. But but 
I just yeah, it, it works for me. Like that per, that perception of that, that makes part me is, think is of also like personal. expectation. When we have expectation about a situation, we're always upset by it. Like like I you know, if I had gone in there and expected to run like a three hour marathon, I would have been like sorely disappointed. I it took me like six hours. <laughs> but like just being like okay with whatever happened and like I'm probably never gonna run another one in my life and like I was hoping to be, you know, the next Barkley marathon winner. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> But I'm just some, like, tarot reader who wants to make art and go on, like, a cute two-mile run, you know? <laughs> and, like, let it go, girl. It's it's fine. You know, I, I had this moment earlier today. I see this amazing therapist. Um, I started seeing her after everything that went down in June. She is... Um, I guess what I would call like tarot literate. Like, like I don't think she, I don't think she's a reader, but she knows enough about it to at least fake understanding what I'm like. Oh my god, but that is so. So she and she has studied in like different union institutes. Um, so like the idea of subconscious and conscious and as above, so below, and this idea of kind of like alchemy, working with different elemental like. She gets, she gets it. She can speak the speak, and I just adore. I'm so glad the universe put me on her couch because I've needed that. Um, so I was talking with her today, and I had this realization. We were talking about a ton of different things, um, but I had this realization of like all of these things surrounding me, and they, and and as I started like feeling out what they were, it was like it was kind of memory. It was kind of like presence of like spirit it was kind of just like me having like recollections and then pulling certain items or certain people and 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 i just felt it like all surrounding me as if i was on the edge of something and everything that i had experienced in this last cycle was right there with me like alongside me and behind me and it makes me think of the you know when the major arcana cycle comes to the close with the world i you know the world this is not at all my idea, but people have talked about this as the world kind of becomes the shadow of the fool on the edge of precipice, whatever the precipice is. And I think for me, for me, the marathon has, I don't think the marathon is the edge. I think the marathon happens after I take the leap, but I'm very cognizant of all of the things that have happened that have led to this, right? All of the different traumas or all of the different joys and all of the different experiences and all the people who, I mean, I was really bullied as a kid, so that's in there. And I have a really difficult relationship with my body, so that's in there. Um, all of those things are there. But that idea of that shadow and the surrounding of those partners and it's just like, like it, it feels very much like, you know, I'm protected by all of those experiences. But also that cycle is done and now it's time to take the next thing. I think when we experience those times, we need big releases of energy that the fool does the best job of embodying, right? So I'm hoping, I don't know what the marathon will become, but in the vein of talking about marathons, 
holy heck, I hope I can listen back to this in a couple of months and be like, yeah, boo, that's that. <laughs> oh, my God, that. yes. Because you know I'm going to go back to this and be like, oh, what the hell, what are you doing? Like a mile 18. <laughs> yes, listen, you've got this. You're almost there. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love the idea of like completing something and it kind of surrounds you as like guidance. Like, even though it's like something was difficult or traumatic or amazing it's like everything there is for our expansion right it's like to take the next leap and it's really interesting just thinking about like things that we love like something pure like tarot or something pure just as running And then it's like taking on whatever we add to it and it's so hard when something um taints that and it feels like it almost like taints that ace you know that feel like you know like with the assault that happened with you it's like being able to come back to that as still like a sacred practice and not just throw it away is amazing and like still being able to like go out for like a one mile run even though Like, I've had really good experiences with running and then really bad experiences with running and, like, still still being able to, like, come back to center and just, like, choose, like, what's working now and, like, having a continuous relationship with whatever that is, I guess, Uh is Uh a cool thing. So what are you working through right now besides all the pentacles? Anything else that's been coming up? I know I've been, like, chatting you, so if you're, like, (laughs) if you've had it with me, just let me know. (laughs) No, I loved it. I, you know, there was a ton of discussion about the star card recently for very good reasons, and I have not pulled the star but I feel like I'm kind of like there. So there's a, there's a lot of changes going on in my professional life. And there's a lot of changes kind of, you know, in my personal life, I, I live and I work in the same place, but I don't consider this to be home for me. And so because home and work wind up being kind of conflated for me, um, anytime there's like a potential of, you know, a job search or a promotion or anything that changes my job, it has huge impacts on like every aspect of my life, which that's very normal. But for me, that would mean, you know, being able to go and be someplace full time that feels so good. Um, and so I'm kind of like the tower, you know, power happens, um, star comes it, it like, like, Oh, who is it? Oh, it's Sarah with, um, cottonwood tarot on Instagram talks about the star as being the moment after that Titanic is sank and Rose is on the board by her, on the door by herself. Um, and it's like, you're there and everything is different and the foundation is shook and you are shook. But you're yes, alive. There's, there's the star, <laughs> right? And like, you can feel your chest moving because you're still breathing and it's okay. Um, that moment for me, uh, not necessarily since June, 
but like just again and again and again and again and again, I found a home in that energy, but it's a very uncomfortable home. Yeah. Because it's, like, for me, it's a very uncomfortable energy. And it, I think, you know, we were talking about pouring, pouring in, pouring out, whatever, all, all the pores. Um, you know, the star traditionally has a really, a, a big pour. <laughs> totally. Um, and I, get, I think, you know, as I was thinking about our conversation so far, I'm wondering how much I've allowed this star to pour into me mm. versus how much I've maybe filled my cups myself so that I don't need to feel it or so that I don't need to be afraid of maybe what's coming next, right? Um, and, and, you know, I'm very grateful for everything that I have and I'm, I'm excited about all the things that are coming next. But for me, the star is a, like I'm in a transitional kind of place and it's feeling like that energy. Um, so yes, I may keep the base on my desk, but still like what is pouring into me in terms of the energies around me um, I think that's such a beautiful question. Wow, I love that. And we're recording this on the Aquarius new moon. <laughs> I feel like this is also synchronistic. Um, and I love the idea also about working with tarot when you just like feel that energy that's there and not necessarily always having to like pull cards, but just like consciously working with a card that you want to develop a relationship with. Um, Cause I feel like there is no rules and I almost want to like go and put the star on my altar and think about like what's filling me up, who's filling me up. Um, I love that with the idea of like getting help from the universe and like not feeling like you need to fill up everybody and like, you know, fill up yourself all the time, fill up everybody else. And then like, you're not taking anything in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it reminds me of what we were talking about a while ago around creating that sacred connection and that container during, like, like during a reading, for example, um, it's so important to find that kind of connection when we're reading for ourselves too. And I think that that's something that I neglect sometimes because I'm not always open to things the way that I would be um, when I'm in partnership with somebody and I'm able to like, you know, maybe do a question and answer the readings that I do for other folks. And I'm not, I'm not currently like offering readings. That's not something I'm trying to do. But when I find myself in situations where it feels safe for me to do that, um, those conversations, as long as the other person is willing to kind of go there in whatever way that means for them, it always feels big, right? In the same way that like these medicines and the, the, you know, all of this like beautiful kind of flowing imagery, like if we can create the space and find that space, like it will always serve us because it's always there for us, right? Which is what I'm, you know, I'm really thankful I've had these kind of realizations about the way that the Ace of Pentacles works in my life because it is just really changed how I feel about the whole suit and how I feel about just receiving in general. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And thinking about how the pentacles are really in line with the empress too this year Mm -hmm. with like being an earth sign and like, how are you receiving and nurturing? I love with the pentacles too. It's like the consistency that you need. And, like, showing up for yourself every day. I, like, I love that. I love the discipline. I love the container. Because I feel like with those structures, like, it just allows yourself 
it's like letting something else hold the reins and then you can do all this other beautiful like blossoming into a flower because it's like all the hard work is taken care of and then it's like then you can like have the all the fun i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm a capricorn so i'm very serious (laughs) i'm like work is fun (laughs)
But that idea, like, the star is on Earth. Like, she, like, I guess, right? As far as we know, she's on Earth. So, (laughs) she is today, baby. (laughs) So, like, this idea that, like, we're meant to do this work here. And, like, when we engage with it, we're, like, opening ourselves up to this connection with divinity that is, like, so much more amazing than if we had just like closed ourselves off from it from like you know something that hurt us mm-hmm. it's like staying well, open i guess that. yeah that. that was beautiful thank you so much for joining me you are so welcome thank you so much you're welcome oh. do you have can you tell people where they can find you on instagram yeah, for, for right now, I'm just on Insta. Um, my handle's at Pinewood Tarot. Um, Pines were my very first truth tellers in my life. I found my, I grew up on a farm. I found my home among the pine forests around my family's farm in southern Minnesota. And so in thinking of how can I bring that together and make it a thing that feels good, obviously, Pines were the answer. So Pinewood Tarot. Um, I'm over that way. I may not be there every day. Check it. (laughs) Can promise that. (laughs) Fabulous. Thank you again. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your new moon. Thank you. And I hope you set up that vase for yourself. Oh, yes. And you should. Yeah, I want to also. Totally. I'm going to set up a little star altar with some pictures. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you again, and I wish you so much luck. You're going to kick ass during your marathon. I know it. Thank you. And have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with Carl. I'm sure you loved it because how could you not? I loved it. It was so insightful. I did end up doing that ritual. Um, I put a bunch of water in this vase that my grandmother had left me after she passed. Um, And I put it on my altar and it's been, um, I feel like really soaking up all of this good Aquarius energy that's just filling me up in the best way. Thanks again for listening and definitely check Carl out on Instagram. Again, that's Pinewood Tarot. Um, And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please rate and review it, that would be fabulous. It helps the podcast be seen and found. Um, And that's it. I hope you have a beautiful week and I will be putting some more episodes out this week. So stay tuned for that. And I love ya. Toodles.